Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and this is the second episode in a series where we are chatting with our community members, a few of them anyway, from our Enchanted Journey and Holistic Witchery program. We've got a few of our magic mentors in there, as well as Team Sisters Enchanted. And in this episode, we are talking about the stories of the harvest season and what harvest means to us in a modern society. So firstly, blessed Mary Maven to everybody who's listening to this. We are officially into the autumn season. We are in the harvest season and all things witchy and amazing are upon us as we venture into the end of September and get closer and closer to the wonderful month that is October. Now, when we chatted with our friends and community members in this episode, one of the things that I really loved hearing about was the modern take on what a harvest is. So when we follow these these festivals, these celebrations, they're often rooted in tradition and practices that most of us just don't really have a connection to because modern life doesn't look that way. And harvesting is one of those things. So there are many folks who have a garden or might even have like, you know, like a a very big garden where they raise food on their land and maybe some hunters. But by and large, most of us are not harvesting in the traditional sense. So what does harvest look like to us? And to kick off our discussion, we actually hear from Anna. She is the co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, my real life sister. And we affectionately call her the Lady of the Lore because she knows all things story, all things mythology. And she kicks us off with a little bit of a story to dive into this discussion. And then we hear from our community members. Now, we want to hear from you too. So be sure to chime in on the discussion over in our Expedition to Soul Facebook group, in our comments on Instagram, YouTube, wherever it is that you are hanging out with us online, we want to hear from you. So tell us, be sure after you listen to this to come back, find us, and tell us what the harvest season means to you. What does harvest look like in your life? And what is your favorite harvest myth or story if you have one? All right, enjoy this discussion. We are back again on this special episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast with some of our Enchanted Journey and Holistic Witchery community members. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And this, when you're listening to this in real time, we have just had the Pisces full moon. We've had the equinox. And as you know, the equinox is a measurable time. Like it happens at a time. But this maven for us, it's a season, right? Like this is an extension of a period. It's all moving through the harvest season. It all works together. And what we want to talk about today is harvest myth, harvest story, how the stories we love to consider this time of year. And then I also want to ask folks who are here with me live today, how you see harvest in our modern world or how you cultivate a relationship with the idea of harvest since so many of us are not harvesters. Uh, Now, let's see here. Who wants to volunteer as tribute to talk about a story or deity or, or myth or anything that you really love to consider, work with, learn more about this time of year. I'll call on someone if I don't get a volunteer. 
We can bring Anna up. Anna's always good for a myth story. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, is there any kind of specific myth you want to hear? I can just kind of wax poetic myth-wise. Um, well, the ones we had talked about, you and I had talked about, were we talked about uh, actually the story of Maybun, who is a... a well, there's a variety of stories around Maven. Yes. One is being a sun god, but also being captured after birth, a figure, and then rescued by King Arthur in a talking salmon, which, you know, happens daily. I'd imagine people get rescued by talking salmon. Um, also, routinely, routinely. of course, routinely, yes. It's happened to me many times. Also, uh, Demeter, of course, is the one that I think we most often talk about this time of year, Maven and Samhain, Halloween. Well, is what I will say. So we know, you know, Demeter and that idea of having to harvest and harvest in a way so that your crops are abundant and they do grow back. Um, and how important it is to be methodical about that practice. Um, so that you don't harm your harvest and it does, you know, have all the abundance it needs. Uh, what I find uh, interesting as well is that we talked about the, the, the deity from Welsh lore, Mabon, and how there is a lot of parallels there between him being taken to the underworld for a certain amount of time uh, and also you have that with Persephone, who is a spring deity who turns into like a transitional deity between dark and light months um, and how there are those parallels of traveling below and coming out and how that's also the transition of our times. Um, what I also think is interesting mythologically lore wise is when you talk about like uh, the Celtic um, energy that is Lou uh, and how one of his stories is kind of similar, but in a like sidestep kind of way, in that when Lou uh, traveled to be a part of the Tuatha de Denon, if I say that right, yes, <laughs> so it was like, yes, uh, is that to get into the gates of that space, he had to have something that nobody else had. So he had to bring something to the community, to King Nuada that nobody else had. And Lou's like, well, I can be this, I can be this. And they're like, oh no, we have a swordsman, we have a poet, we have this, we have that. And at the end of it, Lou is like, but do you have one person that can do all of those things? And that's what gives him entry to where he wants to go and to be part of where he wants to be a part of. And I think is what's interesting about that is that we're seeing him kind of perfecting all of his skills to be the best he can be just like Demeter perfects the skill of you know being the harvester of the crops and that's that's kind of a theme going through mythology and lore with these kind of um harvest deities is that there's some sort of like very strong perfection about them they've learned something they've perfected something or many things to make them be relied upon so much so that without them things wouldn't progress um yeah yeah and I love the parallel you made between uh with the Demeter story and, and Persephone and whatnot mm -hmm. um also so 
anybody else have a, a story or that you want to talk about how you or how you incorporate story? Because one of the things that we see with like um, mainstream celebrations, like we think Christmas, Halloween, Easter, you know, kind of the ones that like riddle Walmart with stuff every year. There's tons of stories that go along with them, particularly Easter and Christmas, like lots of stories. And I think one of the things that really can be helpful to us as we uh, cultivate these connections within ourselves and our family is bringing more story into these celebrations, because that's what keeps it living on right and we share with other folks and then whoever we're sharing that with they'll remember they'll go on to share it with other people Anna and I always say that some great ways to do this is just to pick up like honestly a kid's mythology book or fairy tale book even um folk tales fables all those good things and just read them there's so many that we can we can use, especially with this time of year, there's tons of really cool harvest stories out there. Uh, if you just pick them up and incorporate them into your, into your day. All right, let's ask, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, Morgan, I'm going to call on you, Morgan, because Morgan, who is one of our community members, Morgan lives life on the road. Morgan is wild and free. And so Morgan, what is your relationship to the word harvest? Uh, because you definitely are not growing a garden to my knowledge. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So like, how does one who lives life and I, you know, I, I don't live on the road, but we are away from home usually like once a month. So we are not harvesters because, you know, there's no one to tend to the harvest, Uh, but you definitely are not home. So how do you look at the word harvest and your relationship to this time of year? So actually, it's good because one of the first things actually I do it with Avon and um, is what have I harvest manifested? You know, what what have I manifested with my harvest? But also like the same thing goes. So just because we do live on the road in a small thing and have since 2006, um, it's when the dark seasons come. So I've got to go through the entire living space and I have to take out everything that we don't need. So take out all our summer, take out all of that stuff and then bring on all the winter stuff. So I have to decide, you know, what do I need? What do I don't need anymore? What's just clutter, you know, (laughs) like what can be given away? Um, Also like going about with, because we're living on the road, so budgeting, like do we need to set up different savings things? Do we need to hold something in because it's either going to be slower or busier? Also, um, but I do start stuff with the food. Like I make sure I have kind of food. There, the first time it happened to us, there was a huge snowstorm in the middle of Iowa and we're stuck on the side of the road in the middle of Iowa with like two water bottles and peanuts, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna starve by the time we are able to move again, which was 24 right? hours later. <laughs> so, and that happens a lot where they just decide to shut the roads down and now all of a sudden we're on the side of the road. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the other thing is now I have to have like a bunch of like food that if we were to sit here, do we have what we need or we're just stuck on the side of the interstate, you know? Mm-hmm. For <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, that's how I look at it at least, you know? Yeah, I love that idea. And so for just anybody who, uh, and it is like more and more popular to live a unique life where you can be out anywhere. I mean, as I said, we don't, I don't live on the road, but uh, as my kids get older, it is our plan to hit the road for at least a year and like do something with our house in the meantime. But the, 
I think so people who can relate to that exact story, um, this idea of like kind of reflecting on your harvest, what has come and then preparing for the dark months, especially, and just in general, folks who have houses with a lot of stuff, or if your house doesn't feel like it's serving you, you know, I have the main part of our house is only like 950 square feet, I think 940, 920, something like that. And with two kids at home who homeschool and two grownups, I mean, our house very quickly closes in on itself. And we're constantly having to pull everything out of areas, lay it all out and say, what's going, what something has to go. What is that thing that has to go? Um, And really think about too, what you want to harvest going forward. And do you have the supplies you need to harvest that life? I think is another way of looking at it. And like you said, getting stopped on the side of the road. Do you have what you need (laughs) to harvest? Yeah, that's a good question for you, especially to consider. (laughs) All right, let's see. Let's hear from uh, let's hear from Brandy again uh, here on this episode. Brandy, who is she's one of our magic mentors here at the Sisters Enchanted, and Brandy is a she is whether she knows it or not an expert in all things house, family, home. And so by um, relation, I'm going to go ahead and say harvest as well. And we were just talking the other day, Brandy, about your overgrown herbs and things in your yard. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what the harvest season looks like in your house? Okay, so the harvest season in my house does vary every year. I'm a very inconsistent person, first of all. Um, And witchcraft to me is doing things the old way. But as a mom of five in a household of seven, um, doing things the old way doesn't actually happen. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. And even if I was in this modern world, realistically, I'm not doing full-on harvest for seven people. So um, there there are um, a lot of different tri- tricks, I guess. Like, And what we might do is harvest something special. So like salsa one year was something we harvested from our garden and we made from scratch. Um, I also like to harvest from the farmer's market. <laughs> So um, supporting local um, and then like, you know, having like a special day, like Mabon, for example, is a great time to make your salsa for, you know, it's going to last in this house for like maybe two months. It's not going to last the whole winter, but um, you're still doing that intentional activity. And I like that I'm passing that knowledge on to my kids. Um, I also do get sassed by them. Um, My 13 year old, we were in the store earlier this week. We all have allergies right now. And I was like, I'm making chicken noodle soup from scratch and they all, they're like gross ew. Um, And he's like, well, mom, if we're buying the stuff at the store, how's it from scratch? (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, you know what? I still have to chop the carrots. I still have to chop the celery. I was like, it's not coming from a can. So um, there's a lot of different ways to interpret what harvesting means. Um, And I don't think it means that you have to spend all summer growing a garden most of us don't have yards that could sustain our families um and I've also learned the hard way um that bugs and pests and all sorts of things could mean that we wouldn't eat for the winter yeah so you just never know what's gonna happen well I love what you said too about harvesting at the farmer's market because when we think of harvest in a greater sense you know you're it's this you're recycling abundance back into your community so in the same way that folks in the past would you know, support each other from like one family might grow this thing or this, or, you know, you've got the person who's out hunting or whatever in a community, putting money back into your community 
is allowing other people to harvest what they need so that you can get what you need to feed your family. So I think that's a very modern view of what harvest looks like. Yeah, sure. we, we also have done a CSA before, which last year I learned forced me to harvest. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you just have rotting food on your counter, which nobody wants. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's yeah, a lot of unique ways to do it in the, in our modern age, I think. This is so true. The one summer I got a CSA, I, I was always giving stuff to Anna because we were we would be away so often. And then we'd get these vegetables. I was like, what the heck is a kohlrabi? And what do you do with it? Like, how am I supposed to Everybody is shocked by it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kohlrabi. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I told that when I signed up for my CSA by like 10 people that I'm friends with, they're like, you're going to get this thing. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I know. Yeah, it's the kohlrabi. And I was like, Sarah, it's a kohlrabi. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not. <laughs> Never in my life have I heard that word. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. See, Anna's got her hand raised here. Your um, conversation is giving me some serious harvest streganona book vibes. I took Sarah's daughter out for a belated birthday extravaganza um, because it just never kind of um, lined up. But we went to a local bookstore and bought a Stregonona book about the harvest season. And it was all about like, even, um, you know, even if, you're harvesting, your planting season gets a little out of control or overgrown, that um, if it grows, you have so much to share with other people. There's like so much abundance there that you can give to others and uh, how, you know, gardening and harvesting yourself doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, is it helpful if it's all magical and in rows and glorious, but you can still have a really great harvest, even if you're not, you know, totally prepared to maintain a garden like we just talked to brandy i think yesterday and she was saying that she had like rogue tomatoes in her garden that she's like pretty sure she didn't plant this year i think that was a thing that happened to her and like how funny that is that like your garden if you plant it it will grow (laughs) but you were giving me some streganona vibes for sure yeah streganona is the author uh he passed and he wrote so many books but i'm pretty sure he's catholic like very, um, you know, very Catholic. And, but the Stregonona books, the grandmother, witch, and they are such a, anybody who has children and you're trying to like bring some magic to their day, Stregonona is the way to go for sure. (laughs) There's always good stories in Stregonona. We have most of them. Brandy's got her hand up. Yeah. Just to piggyback on what Anna was saying, I didn't even think about it, but my nephew came over and my nephew is like, I think like 10, he's like in fourth or fifth grade and he wants to be a farmer and scientist when he grows up. Like he's actually so full of magic. It's amazing. But he went out to my yard to those tomatoes that I was ignoring and he picked them and brought them in. And he was like, Aunt Brandy, your tomatoes are dying because you're not picking them. (laughs) So the kids really do enjoy it. Um, And he goes out to the overgrown herbs that I was talking about that just like managed themselves and took over the yard this year he went out there and had fun identifying them so that's really fun with kids if you plant your herbs even like five years ago they're they're gonna be there whether you want them or yeah, not. You yeah. don't do 
So good. All right, friends. Well, thank you for chatting uh, with me about Harvest and Anna pitching in on a little myth for us to start us off. Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. We had so much fun creating it. We're having a really great time with our holistic witchery community. We have fun with Enchanted Journey every single month as we get together for uh, each of the the new moons, the full moons, the first quarter moons, the third quarter moons, and so much more in between. And we all share and grow together. It's such a beautiful experience. And I had a great time hearing from our community members for this podcast series. Now, if you aren't joining us in our 21-day free self-care challenge, make sure to get in there. You can find the link right around wherever it is that you're listening to this. And we will be doing random prize drawings, giveaways for those who share their journey to self-care with us. We'll be looking out for that. So be sure to register. It's free. Invite a friend. You'll be glad you did. One of those things we're sharing really is caring. And be sure to get on the wait list for our Holistic Witchery program. It opens in just a few weeks for our wait list uh, option. And then for the general public towards the end of October, you can find that at holisticwitchery.com. We'd love to have you there. All right, folks, until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.